to the Women Transform Podcast with your host, Pamela Jordan, where we help women become the kingdom women and to walk in God's purpose for their life, where we encourage women and empower women to reflect upon real-life issues from a biblical point of view. Are you ready to transform your life? Well, come along with me on this journey to be transformed together. So let's get started. Make your way on in. Good evening, everyone. How is everyone doing? Just making sure we got everybody in here. How is everybody doing? How is everybody doing? Welcome, welcome. Come on in. We thank you all for joining. Hey, Kathy, welcome. Come on in. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We're going to give a couple people time to come in. Welcome to the Women Transform Women's Bible Study. Our sisterhood will be get together to enjoy the Word of God, fellowship, laughter, fun, and so much more. As you come in, say hello to somebody you don't know. And those of you who are coming in, let somebody know we are here. Sharing is caring as always. Hey, Cynthia, come on in. How is everybody doing? Hope you guys are blessed as always. God is good. Um, We're going to get on in here and get started as everybody makes their way on in. How is your day? Um, This has been a time. Hey, Lynette, come on in. Come on in. Um, Yeah, it's a lot been going on. Y'all pray for me. Pray for me. (laughs) Um, It's a lot to talk about. lot that's been going on in the world and everything and um i thought the topic was is fitting for tonight my pastor preached um taught it last week in our bible study and i was like you know it is a something that we really need to talk about and address in this day and time because it's a lot of it going on um people are feeling overwhelmed in everything um with all the stuff that's going on in life so as you guys are coming in and we're gonna go ahead and um get started it's 806 
Okay, yeah, we'll get a hanging start. Um, you know, it was um ladies, I love you all and I welcome you all and I thank you guys for joining. My newbies are coming in. Thank you for joining us and hope you guys enjoy and get something out of it tonight. But you know what? It was um Oh well, thank you, Cynthia. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, it was good. It was good. We I enjoyed. We had a good time yesterday in service. Service was good. I'd be glad when we can get you know people can get back in the building and um, really enjoy the fellowship together. It is so important um, to just see the faces of the saints and stuff. So I was um, before I got on, I was scrolling through YouTube, looking you know trying to get some songs and stuff and put on my music. And I came across this um, video of Jamal Bryan, Pastor Jamal Bryan. If many of you don't know, he's a pastor of a New Birth Church back in, um, I think it's Atlanta, that um, Bishop Eddie Long was a pastor of and everything. And as I was scrolling, I'm seeing these headlines and all this stuff. I don't do the church gossip stuff. I don't do all that church stuffy that you see on TV. Hey, Tanya. Um, I try not to follow it, a lot of it. Some of it I had to follow when I was working in radio because this was news. But after a while, y'all, you get tired of hearing all this stuff. Um, my thing is this peaceful personal life is their personal life. We can't judge them. They're pastors, yes, but they're human also. And for some reason, we put leadership on these pedestals as if they cannot do nothing wrong. And that they cannot mess up or fall. Now, I don't know what the stories are true, allegations are true or not. I don't really know, don't really care. But what I am kind of fussing about is I get to the point you get tired of hearing it. And we, we, we live in a world that people feed off of drama, reality TV, whole, all the negative stuff. We are in a world where there, people feed off of the negativity that they can feed off of. People build on negativity. And if we as saints of God continue to feed in the negativity of people and gossip, people are people gossip to get likes, to get views, not realizing the underlining thing of all this mess that goes on, that you can get a lawsuit, you can get sued, you can go to jail for putting out false information about somebody that you don't know personally. Not because of something you heard or not heard. If you're not in them people's homes or in those people's shoes, we need to stop putting our mouths on people that we don't know anything about. And I was like, you know what? It kind of goes into what we're talking about because it kind of made me angry to the, you know, angry that we have to stop feeding into all of this stuff. It is crazy the gossip in the stuff that you hear when it comes to the body of Christ we have no heaven or hell to put nobody in nobody can judge nobody nobody is living the perfect life we're not dotting I's and crossing every T so you know if this person said they made a mistake that's between them and God you know if you don't want to follow that person then don't follow him you don't want to go to his church don't go to his church whatever it is whatever he's done or he didn't do that's between him and god you're going to get in trouble with god for judging and trying to put the law in your own hands and people don't realize that you're going to get in trouble with god with all your mess and that you feed it into and so i just say you know we got to be careful I really, you know, we got to be careful with, with some of the stuff that we are seeing on social media, stuff that we're hearing, and it should make you angry. It should make you upset. Not just the Black Lives Matter stuff, but human trafficking, rape, abuse, 
domestic violence, all this stuff that's happening in this country should make you angry. And But we have to be careful of how we place our anger. And that's what we're kind of talking about tonight is anger because we're in a world and we're living in a season, a time where there is a lot of anger. People are angry at God because of the pandemic. People are angry at God because people are dying. People are angry at you and me because you're trying to be a good Christian. You're trying to live the right life. You're trying to walk according to God. And they're angry at you because you're trying to live right. They get angry at you because you are cutting things off and cutting people off. And you're saying, look, I don't want to feed into the negativity anymore. I don't want to have it into my life. And so, we, you know, we're living in a world where anger is so prominent. It's ridiculous. People are sick and angry. So we, we use anger and, and feed into it and, you know, in the negative way. I mean, we anger can be done in a positive way. Like I said, we could be angry because of domestic violence. We could be angry because of human trafficking and how people are abusing our children and young girls and how they're getting raped and molested and treated, hunger, how people are are working around here, working jobs, but still can't feed their families because they don't have enough finances. You have elderly people or, or people that are working jobs part-time that can't even get health insurance so they can go to the doctor and feel better. These are things we should be angry about. So those are the positive things to be angry about. But then people are angry about some of the stupidest things, negative things, that is ridiculous. And talking about that tonight, I want to just really talk about that because the question I posted was, do you you um, do you usually handle your anger in a godly way? And a lot of times, some of us, we probably can say there are times when we don't handle our anger in a godly way. There are times when the flesh will take over. And then there are times when we try to handle it in a godly way. And we have to get to that place of learning how to handle our anger in a godly way. It is so important that we do that. And so the question was, do you usually handle your anger in a godly way? And there were three answers. One was, yes, my anger rarely gets out of control. Second one was, no, my anger often overflows and I know I need help controlling it. The third one was, no, I get as angry as anyone else, but that's just natural. And those are the answers and the mentality that people have today, especially the last one. I get angry. Everybody else get angry. It's just a natural thing. It's okay to get angry, but it's not. It is not a natural thing. It is not a good thing for us to be angry all the time. It's like, what are you mad at? There are people that wake up angry. They go to bed angry. It's like, oh my God, you've been sleeping all night. How do you wake up angry at the world? Angry at people. For what? How? How does that happen? And we, we have to, I'm sorry, y'all, I'm hearing the grandbabies. But we have to be careful with that. You know, you can't get, lay down angry and you wake up angry and then you go, you spilling all that negative and anger on everyone else. God doesn't want us to live like that. God doesn't want us to live a life, hey, Mother Don, in anger. And so being angry, we got to control it and we got to help others understand. Come on, we serve a God. He did get angry, 
says, don't sin, don't sit in it. So there's some things, angry, anger. Let's go to Genesis. I got notes everywhere, so I don't want to lose nothing. I don't want to run over nothing. But angry, anger is a natural feeling, and it's okay to have it. It's okay to be angry. It's put it there. I think our problem is learning how to control our anger and where to place our anger. Ladies, it's okay to be angry, yes, but we have to learn how to control our anger where our anger doesn't control us. And I think that's the problem of the world that we live in. We're this day and time of this world, they're allowing the anger to control them instead of them controlling the anger. And we have to learn how to control our anger and not allow our anger to take over our lives and control us where to the point that you're bitter and to the point that you're sitting around no one wants to be around you no one's had nothing to do with you and we have to be careful because it feeds into the way we talk and how we talk in our conversation i think in some people they're angry so all the time and so negative they don't even realize that they're talking negative and they're, they're spewing out negativity and i'm not just talking about the world i'm talking about people right in here the body of christ there are people in the body of Christ that are angry all the time or all the time spewing out negativityness. And we've gotten so good at it, we know how to wrap the scriptures around it and still spew negativity and not realizing that you are spewing out a lot of negativity that is not of God. And you're angry about a lot of stuff. And to get over that anger, we have to go through a process of deliverance. You got to get delivered. You got to allow God to come in and cleanse out the anger. But people don't want to do it. I think we live in a world where people are enjoying anger. They enjoy being angry because it gets me. You know what it does? It lets me be the center of attention. And let's everybody see me. Hey, it's me. Because I got an anger issue attitude. And I'm always walking around. So when people see me, they give me respect because I'm snapping. I'm angry. I got the hair rocking, the hands on the hip. All this attitude going on. And we think it's a good thing. But in reality, it's not. You think that's scaring people. I work in a hospital... Every you see it all the time. You got people coming in there, you sick, but you're angry. You're angry because you're sick. Well, you need to be angry at yourself because you're sick because you didn't do what you were told to do. You know, you probably didn't do what the doctor told you to do. And you're doing the things that you want to do. You're not eating right. You're not exercising. So you get angry. So you come with attitude and you're angry at yourself. And not realizing anger is part of your sickness. It is part of the sickness that we a lot of people carry. The anger some of these people are, the sicker they are. And that's the sad thing to say. So in Genesis, the 49th chapter, in the 6th verse, Genesis 49. I'm going to be throwing out some scriptures tonight. So you don't have to turn to them if you don't have time, but write them down. You can go back. I can tell you all the time. Go back in your private time in um, you know, review them and look over them again and everything. So Genesis, the 49th chapter, verse six, and it says, I'm reading for the, um, I'm reading out the King James version tonight. Okay. It's right. Cynthia. It's not cute at all. It is really not cute at all. And we, people think this being angry, have the attitude and all this stuff is cute. It's not. It makes you look even worse. It makes people don't want to be around you. It makes people don't want to be a part of you. You know, people don't want all that stuff spewed out of them. So we have to be careful. So Genesis, the 49th chapter, verse 6 says, Oh, my soul, come not thou unto their secret. 
unto their assembly, my honor, be not thou ununited. For in their anger, they slew a man, and in their self-will, they dig down walls. So anger leads to sin. And that's what we have to understand. Anger leads to sin. How does it lead to sin, you may ask? Because when we're angry, we're not in our rightful mind. We're not doing rational thinking. We're at the, we're all the way up at 100 in anger and all over the place. You know, you're so angry. You, you're, you're just up. This is where our blood pressure goes up. You get so angry. You're, you're, you're up high. So you're not rationalizing. You're not thinking. Most people that are locked up in jail are locked up in jail because they allow their anger to run from zero to a hundred in seconds. And when that happens, it causes them to sin. It causes them to commit murder. It causes them to steal. It causes them to do stuff that they should, they wouldn't have done in their rational mind. And that's why when they get locked up in jail, then they're sitting in there in their orange suit and chains. The next day, realizing oh my god what did i do how did i get here well that's why the bible tells us anger leads to sin you get angry and you stay in that anger you're gonna it's gonna eventually lead to sin you're gonna do something that you didn't want to do if you wasn't angry that you would have never thought you've done so we have to be careful with it we have to really be careful when it comes to being angry. It leads to sin. A lot of stuff that we've done, we did out of anger. You can't make rational decisions out of anger. You can't argue with people out of anger. You, it's a lot, you can't even cook when you're angry. All this stuff feeds into and it. Yeah, anger will cause. Yeah, anger will cause you to snap. That's and that's it. Many of us been in that place. I know I have been in that place till I allow someone. To get me so angry, I was like, I wanted to get off the phone. I wanted them off the phone. And they were still going. I literally threw my phone thinking I'm going to cut them off. Break my, broke my phone and everything. I love that phone. Broke it and everything. I'm out of a phone. Are they? No. They still have their phone. And from that day I learned. And I said, you know what, God? I will not allow no one. That was the first incident. The second incident that really took me over the top is when I got so angry at someone I was in a relationship with and they cheated and went behind my back and did all this stuff. And I got so angry that I literally wanted to literally kill this person. And I was at that breaking point of doing that. And if it wasn't for the Holy Spirit, it wasn't for God to pull me back in to realize, whoa, this is not you. This is not a child of God. And I had to learn from that day, do not allow anyone to take you and get you that angry where you're jeopardizing your life, your family's life, your friend's life, your whoever. Don't do that. And that happens. And when we're angry, we allow people, we allow people to take us to those places. The enemy knows our weaknesses, y'all. The enemy knows your soft spots. The enemy knows your triggers. He knows what the buttons to push to get you stirred up and angry. And that's why God tells some of you, you got to cut off some people because those people know your triggers. They know what to say. They know how to add to get you to get into anger to boil over. Our kids are good at it all the time. And what I had to realize is that I am giving that person more power over me than I am giving God, where that person can take me to that level of anger. So we have to use wisdom. We cannot allow people to take us to that place. 
We got all this stuff going on in this country. The Black Lives Matter movement. Wonderful movement. Nothing wrong with that. But what happened was a lot of people allowed what happened to get them to a point of anger where they start to vandalize, where they start to hurt people. And it's like you're not getting your point across. You just committed a sin. So we have to be careful. Anger leads to sin. The second thing, anger causes division. Anger causes division. Let me see if I can get Psalms 55 and verse 3. Anger causes division. 55 and verse 3. Because of the voice of the enemy, because of the oppression of the wicked, for they cast iniquity upon me, and in wrath they hated me. So it brought division. Anger will bring division. You will get angry at someone for telling you the truth. Come on now. We live in the world. We get angry at people when they tell us the truth. We get angry at people when they lie. So, what, I mean, what is it? What, what You can't win for lose. You see what I'm saying? But it can cause division. Anger can break up a church. Anger can divide a marriage. Anger can break up friendship. Anger can break up a, a sibling relationship because we allow the anger to come in. I've seen families come apart because one person is angry because they feel mama loved them better, that loved that person more than they loved me or her or whoever. And it brings division among the family because you're angry. You see what I'm saying? Anger brings division in the family because, your, you know, your uncle raped your mother and had you. Now you angry at them. There's anger all over the place. You know, abuse, domestic violence. You watch your parent, your dad beat your mom. And, 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 and out of that anger, now you live your life well that you're not going to allow no man to put his hand on you. You gonna, you, you know, this anger, it festers, y'all. We're in a day and time where it, people anger is building and it's growing. Society is feeding it. All the TV shows and reality shows is feeding it. All the negativity is feeding it. And anger is growing. And it's growing. And it's growing. And it's consistently growing in people's lives. It's consistently growing in your heart when you carry a lot of anger. Yes, I know it's the it's, they hurt you. I understand that they did some wrong, and you you know, and you can't forgive. You got to get rid of the anger. It is controlling your life. It is taking you to a place that you don't want to go. It's cutting you off from people. It's causing division because people don't want to be bothered with you, or you're cutting people off. Period yourself because you're angry because they said something that was true that you didn't want to hear. You wanted them to tell you a lie, but they told you the truth, and you didn't think they were going to tell you the truth. But they told you the truth, and now you're angry with them because they told you the truth. And the truth was to help and save you, but you didn't realize it because you're so angry because your feelings got hurt. You're so angry because you feel they didn't, they didn't, what right do they do have to say what they say? If they said something to you to save you, to help you, to deliver you, and to set you free, it was positive. Why are you angry at positive? We get angry at positive stuff. Y'all get, you see what I'm saying? Think about it, ladies. Think about it. You know, get angry at, when you're talking about positive stuff, they getting, you looking like, what, what? I, I'm talking positive and you're angry. So when I come back and talk negative, you're not angry. You're, you're happy I'm talking negative because it's feeding into the negativity of your spirit. 
But I'm telling the truth. And I'm talking to you out of the truth. And out of love. So let's not allow it to happen. It's bringing division in our homes. It's bringing division in our families. It's bringing division, division in the churches. It is bringing division. Anger is causing division because it's uncontrolled anger. It's out of control. We got jails filled up with out of control young men and young women because they're angry at the world. They're angry at their parents because they don't have anything. They're angry at their parents because they live in poverty. They're angry at their parents because they can't get the latest shoe, tennis shoes or, or um, um, iPhones because their parents can't afford it. And then they get angry. And then on top of that, y'all, we get angry at God. We get angry at God. Lord, why did you let them leave? Why did you kill? Why did they have to die, Lord? Why did you have them? Do, why did we get angry? And then we start to ask God all these why questions. And then when he gives us the answer back, we don't want to hear it. People have lived their whole lives angry at God. Y'all know that, right? You've invited them to church. You didn't pray with them. You didn't minister to them. They're so angry with God, they don't even want to come to the house of God. The pandemic was wonderful for them because they don't have to hear you biting them no more. But people have died being angry with God. That's not good. That's not good. You're angry at God for what? You spend your whole life living in anger when, can you, when you could have been spending your whole life in success and victory. Anger brings hatred. When people are angry, they bring, it brings hatred. Hatred brings hurt. Why live your whole life anger and in hatred? And after a while, people don't even remember what they were angry about. Come on now. They don't remember what the argument was about. They don't remember why they was angry at you in the first place. Because it wasn't important. Life is too short. To walk around and angry at the world. We can't control no one. We only control us and what we do. That is God's job to take care of everybody. You're not God. It is not your job to take care of everybody. It's your job to take care of yourself. And when we start to do that, the anger will disappear. But as long as we try, ladies, try to take care of everybody else, try to be there for everybody else, it's going to get us angry because our expectations are not going to get met, and then we're going to get angry. We don't want to live like that. We don't want to live like that. we got to give it over to God. Anger doesn't just hurt others. It hurts you. When you're angry at other people, it ain't hurting them. It's hurting you. That's a lot of energy to be angry. You look at some people, they're aging, they're getting old before their time. They, it's a lot of anger. They're carrying a lot of anger and bitterness in them, which is causing them to get old, which is causing them to look bad because they're carrying a lot of anger. And it's causing them to be sick and they got to take all this medication. They don't know why. Because you're angry at the world. Because why? The world didn't do what you wanted to do. Well, what did you do? What did you contribute? Did you get up your butt and do a resume? Did you get off your butt and go to the job interview? You can't be angry at everybody else because you didn't get the job. You didn't go get the job. You can't be angry at your parents because they did the best they could with what they had. 
you got to get up and do your part. You're angry because you're sitting on your butt not doing what God has called you to do so you get angry at everybody else. You get angry because your wife kicked you out of the house because you were running around sleeping with everybody, cheating with everybody. You're not doing what you're supposed to do. They don't trust you anymore. Now you're angry because she kicked you out the house. We got to, come on, take responsibility and accountability of the part that you play in every situation. We have to be careful of that. Get angry at yourself. And when you do that, then you give it to God. Give it to God. How can we control our anger? That's it. Number one, how do we control our anger? Because we know all about it. We, we walk in it. We're angry. We get frustrated. You know, it's, it's okay. There are certain times anger is okay. Jesus got angry when they were in the temple. He got angry, went in there and turned the tables over. But he didn't kill anybody. He didn't hurt anybody. He came and told them and gave them a point. He didn't like what was going on. You can be angry, but Bob says, be angry or sin not. People are out here angry and sinning, killing, stealing, beating. He says you can be angry. But don't dwell in it. So don't let it consume you. Psalms 37, 37 and 8. Psalms 37 and 8 says, cease from anger. And forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. Don't let anger consume you. Oh my God. Don't allow the anger to consume you. That you are so consumed with anger that you're in a cave all alone. And you're cutting yourself. And you're hurting yourself. Because you allow anger to consume you. People are sick because they allow anger, anger to consume them. People are dead because they allow anger to consume them. People are locked up in jail and prisons because they allow anger to consume them. Don't allow anger to consume you. Don't allow it to take hold of you. It's got a toehold, it's going to get a foothold, it's going to become a stronghold. Don't allow anger to get any kind of hold on you. Can you imagine God, you know, being angry at the disciples when they denied him? Especially when he denied them three times. Do you not think he was angry? But if he was, he didn't let it show. He didn't let it consume him. Do you not think he was angry when they sitting there got him carrying a cross on his back for what? He didn't do anything. He didn't hurt anybody. He was bringing good tidings, good information. He was trying to help people. But they couldn't see that because they was walking to their own anger. Can you imagine the wrath that could have been spread upon people if he just, if he would allow them to be angry? They're beating him for no reason. He didn't do anything. He had all right to be angry, but he didn't. So he didn't allow it to consume him. Don't allow anger to consume you. That's one way how you can control anger is not allowing it to take over your life. Don't allow anger to dictate your everyday mood. It wakes you up. It tells you where to go. It tells you who to see. It tells you how to, what to say out of your mouth because you're so angry. 
We got this so angry, holding thou attitude. Nobody can say that to you because you are this. You are Mrs. So and So. You got this title, and you oh, come on, don't work like that. Then you get angry because the man of God won't let you come and preach, and but you've been in the church all your life, and you telling me I can't preach, I can't dress the pulpit. I all, all that anger. Don't allow it to consume. People leave ministry because they're angry and it consume them. People leave their jobs because of their anger and it consume them. So don't allow it to consume you. Second one, don't sit in your anger. Ephesians 4 and 26. Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Many of us know that scripture by heart, right? So why do we sit in our anger then? Why do we allow it to consume us? It says, don't sit in your anger. Acknowledge your anger. Acknowledge you are angry. Acknowledge you are upset because of so-and-so on what they did. Anger is like a virus. Yes, it is, mother. It's like a virus. It spreads big time. Come on. we. I mean, look at our former president. He ran this country out of anger, out of hurt, out of all this. And what did it do? It spewed like a virus between all these people. With all this negativity protest and all this negative stuff. It's like a virus. So we have to be careful not to let it spread like a virus. Don't allow it to get inside and consume you. And spread. So don't sit in your anger. Acknowledge it. If you are angry tonight. If you've been angry. If you've been holding some anger tonight. Don't sit in it anymore. Acknowledge it. Talk about it. Open up. Talk to somebody. That's one thing I learned with us in the Bible, especially in the black churches. We don't communicate. We don't talk enough. Teach enough. If you're angry, talk to somebody. Let it out. Stop holding it in. We we don't, We got that bad, ladies. People will hurt you, do stuff, and we hold it in until, you know what? It hits the fan, and now you just spewed all over the place. All this anger. Don't allow it to do this. So don't sit in your anger. Acknowledge your anger. Set your will to forgive. Colossians 3rd chapter, verse 13. It reads, Forbearing one another and forgiving one another, if any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. Okay, so set your will to forgive. These are This is how you control your anger. Just forgive. Yeah, they did something wrong. Yeah, yeah, they, they shouldn't have did what they did. They were wrong. You are exactly right. They were all. But you don't allow it to consume you. You got to be set free of the forgiveness. Because remember, when we talked about this before, forgiveness has nothing to do with the other person. Forgiveness is all about you. Okay? It's not about the other person. Sometimes we're sitting here waiting for people to forgive us. We're waiting for people to apologize. We're waiting for all this stuff, but it's not going to happen. If it's not of God's will. So set your will to forgive. Part of controlling your anger is forgiveness. You have to let it go. The hurt, the pain, you got to let it go. You got to let it go. The hurt and the pain, the anger, you have to let it go. You have to forgive the person that raped you. You have to forgive the person that abused you. You have to forgive your parents. You have to forgive your ex-husband. You have to forgive your children. You have to forgive. 
The forgiveness is not about them. It's about you. It's to allow you to heal. Heal and grow. So that is important. Your mother Dawn said, you've been there, mother Dawn. I hear you, me too, mother Dawn. Yes. So we have to set forgiveness. We got to forgive. We got, and you, we can't, I had to learn that. We can't worry about, um, are they going to ever forgive? Are they going to ever come and say they're sorry? We, we do that ladies, you know, we worry and God say, you can't worry about what they're going to do. I got them. His concern is you because he loves you. He wants you to forgive because if we don't forgive, the forgiveness builds up into anger. It really does. And then you angry and now you asking 20 questions and you just acting crazy because your forgiveness is important in this walk. We, we, we do a lot of forgiving y'all. We do a lot of forgiving and I know it hurts. You know, I, I know it hurts and you don't want to let it go. God didn't say you, you're not going to forget about the incident because that's what you're going to use to catapult your ministry. That's what God is going to use to help you grow. That's why he told him I'm not taking that thorn out your flesh. You're going to keep it in there. But you have to forgive in order to move on. God forgave us for all the horrible things that we have done. So who are we not to forgive anyone else? That's right. And we have to take that mentality on. He forgave me for all my crap. And you know what you did. Why can't we forgive others? And then it released that anger. I had somebody tell me they would never forget, forgive a person for what they did. And then, so you're, you're going to spend your rest of your life in anger and bitterness. And they're, to this day, will tell you they're not angry and bitter. Yeah, you ask the waitress at the restaurant where they're angry. <laughs> where they're angry and bitter. They'll tell you, yeah, they were angry. People don't realize it, though. Because people have dealt with it for so long and lived in it for so long I don't think people realize how angry they are. It has become a coat to many. They put that coat of anger on and they won't take it off. And now it's becoming part of them. You see what I'm saying? So they're always angry, but they don't realize that they're being angry. They don't realize it. And that's, that's what we need to understand. Ask God to help you deal with your anger. Come on. I don't know why this always happens, y'all. But um, <laughs> ask God to help you deal with your angry feelings. It's simple as that. If you're not asking God in your prayers, if you're not spending your time with God, asking God to deal with the anger that you have and the forgiveness, God, you can't go on. If you can't forgive, then you can't teach forgiveness. Right. And God wants us to forgive. What if God would tell you, that in order to enter the kingdom of heaven, you have to forgive. And if you don't forgive, you won't enter in. Simple as that. That's all he says. What would many of you do? Would you go and start forgiving those? Being sincerely now. Would you start forgiving people? Because you want to get into the heaven, right? You don't want to be stuck on earth and hell. That's your choice. God says, okay, when you, hey, this is the deal. You forgive everybody and give it over to me, then you can enter to the kingdom of heaven. But if you don't forgive, you're going to hell. 
but it has to be a sincere forgiveness. You can't just say it out your mouth. It's got to come from the heart. That's the important part. So we have to forgive. So ask God to help you deal with your anger. Ask God to help you deal with this anger problem that you got. Because anger is dangerous, man. And it builds up. People become stronger. They begin to think crazy, do rational things because they're angry. The last one, refuse to keep thinking about the offense. Now, that's a hard thing for a lot of people is to um, stop thinking about it. Stop thinking about it. Because have you realized the more you think about the offense, the anger you get? See, at first, when you weren't thinking about it, you were good. But somebody came along, said something, put that trigger to you, and now you can't stop thinking about it. And now you get even angrier more. <laughs> you know? And that's what happens, y'all. Come on, let's be real. And when we continue to think about the offense and we continue to keep thinking about it and keep it in our spirit, we're worrying about it, thinking about it, we get angrier and angrier and angrier. To the point we like, look, I'm going to tell them how I feel. Wait till they come around again. You know what? And we start talking crazy. I'm going to bust them upside his head. I'm going to bust all the car windows out of the cars. And uh -huh, let, me, let them come around and say, you know, we let it fester up and, and anger build up. Now we're going to do something stupid. You have to stop thinking about the offense. We have to start to learn how to give things to God for real. For real. And once you do that, you start to see a manifestation, something different happening in your life. You know, so stop thinking about it. Many of you is consumed because you keep thinking about it. I don't know why I'm sleepy, y'all. I get sleepy every time I start to yawn. But I'm um, just going to make sure I didn't miss anything on my notes. But it's it's so important we do that. we got to stop thinking about it. When we're constantly thinking about the fence and we're constantly thinking about what someone does, it starts to build up even more anger. And it gets thicker and thicker and thicker. And God is saying... Don't allow it to cause you to sin. And nine times out of ten, if we're honest with ourselves, when we allow it to build up, we did something that we shouldn't have done. Even if it's just something we said. Even if it was a nice, nasty text message that a lot of us like to do as Christians, we got this nice, nasty thing going on because we refuse to stop thinking about this, the offense that Sister Johnson did to me last week at church, so we just don't want to forget. We keep the we keep refusing to stop thinking about it. So we are constantly keep thinking about it. Well, she could at least did this, and then now it really builds up, and it starts to build up even more. The next week, you see Mrs. Johnson at church, and you about to want to go over there and cuss her out in Jesus' name. You know, I mean, and we gotta, we gotta be careful with that. That's why, you know, we can't keep thinking about the offense. We gotta learn how to real, and we talked about this before, guys. Hey, Joy, of really, truly learning how to give things over to God. Because if we don't, we're going to continue to think about these things, and they're going to continue to build up the anger. 
And God doesn't want you to carry it around. He wants you to be free. He wants to be to enjoy life. He wants to you to live this peaceful life. He doesn't want you to walk around with anger and bitterness. That's part of the enemy. Come on, let's take it back. The enemy was angry at God because he wanted to be God. And he got angry and he started a fight and started fun. And so they had to kick him out of hell. And all that came out of anger. Anger. Because you couldn't get what you wanted to get that was not yours to get. So we got to look at it in a totally different aspect. Like I said, you could be angry for a positive cause. You could be angry because they abuse children. You want to do something about it. That's different. Some of us are not carrying that type of anger. We're carrying anger of stuff that has happened to us that we can't let go of, that we can't think about. And that anger has caused division. We nice, nasty to people. We have talked to people. And when we do see the people, we talk half side, throwing shade and stuff. Like people don't know you throwing shade. That's because you're angry. You're angry. We don't know how to go to people and tell people, look, I, you know what? What you said offended me and I was upset. That's what God wants you to, to acknowledge it. Because once you start to acknowledge and be real about that you're angry, he can work on the deliverance process of it. But if you continue to walk in this lie of saying, I don't get angry, I'm super Christian saint, and I don't get angry, that's not me. Well, you, he can't help you get delivered because you don't want to acknowledge it. You don't want to be truthful to say, I'm angry at my mother because she abandoned me when I was a kid and took all my other siblings but left me on the corner. And why? Why didn't she take care of me? Why did she leave me with my grandmother? She went to college and got her education. My grandmother had to raise me. And then you become angry at her because she got her, her stuff Yes, it is, Mother Don. It is. And we have to realize that it's a lie from the enemy. But people are walking around with this type of hurt. And they're angry at people. And people are leaving this world and they're dying. You're carrying this anger of, of someone that's about to pass away and die. And some of these folks can't die because y'all care. Y'all got this stuff and you got to let go of. And some of them can't die because they got a lot of anger in them that they got to get over it and forgive people and move on. And God ain't letting some of them leave until they do that. And then you got people that are holding on to all this stuff and the person can't die because you got to go back to them and ask for forgiveness. And probably don't remember half of the stuff that you're angry about. It is not worth it. I'm telling y'all, it is not worth it. It causes sickness. Blood pressure comes from all that stuff. Diabetes is coming from all that stuff. We got all this high cholesterol because some of us is carrying a lot of anger. And it's running by blood pressure because we see the people, we just get hot. We just mad. We just frustrated. You know? God doesn't want you to live like that, ladies. God wants you to live in a life of joy and peace and happiness. You know? Um, because you serve a God that is joy and peace and happiness. You serve a God that loves. You serve a God whose shoulders are big enough to take all of your problems, minds, mother dons, joys, and that. He's big. His shoulders are big enough to carry all of our hurts, all of our pain, and everything. We just got to give it to Him. 
He's big enough to carry all your anger. And this is so important that we do that we begin to let it go. So as we close out tonight, I just want you guys to leave with the thought of, you know, just asking that question. Do you usually handle your anger in a godly way? You know, don't dwell on it. You can get angry, but don't sin. Don't go to bed angry, you know. Let it go. We can't change people. Only God can change people. But we can change ourselves. We can make it violent and be determined to say, you know what, I'm not going to carry a lot of anger anymore. I'm not going to allow this stuff to bother me. I'm going to learn how to give it over to God because I can't control people. So I can control how I deal with the situation. Am I going to be angry or I'm going to say, you know what, I'm going to give it to God because you know what, this, this is going to make me get upset and I refuse to live in a world of being upset. I refuse to be stressed out. You know, some of this stuff, we're losing our hair from it. You know, a lot of people losing their, your skin turning colors. You're losing your hair. You, you know, you're sick. You got all kind of stuff going on. Because you're holding a lot of stuff. And God says, I got too much for you. I want to bless you. I want to give you more than you desire. But you got to get rid of some stuff. And you got to give this stuff over to me because it's not none. You don't have room for me and you don't have room for all of this. So you got to make a decision. Are you going to get rid of all this stuff to make room for God? Because we need to make room for God. And um, the song is on and just bless me. I'm just sitting here listening to it. But, um, you know, we got to make room for God. You know, um, you know, the song is talking about, you know, we, you know, we, the company, the company of all this other stuff is dwelling, is, is taking up room, but we want God to be our company. We want God to stay in our lives. I love that song because it's important that we tell God that I, I want you to stay with me. I don't want anger to stay with me. I don't want bitterness to stay with me. I want to release all of that. Because I want you, God, to stay with me, to stay in my heart. I want you to take up that space. You know, I can't do nothing without you. So I don't want you to leave. In other words, ladies, don't let your life get so filled up with the things of this world that is not of God, that you don't have enough room for God. And many of us are carrying a lot of anger and hurt and bitterness and pain and selfishness. And we're carrying a whole lot of stuff. And we don't have room for God. You know? He's sitting there like, I need, come on, I need room. So you got to remove some of that company. That company of anger got to go. That company of bitterness has to go. So God can have room to stay with you. Because we're allowing the things of the pandemic to make to fill up our space. And this is the space that God's trying to fill. So tonight I want y'all to just in your quiet time just begin to pray and say, God, I want you to stay with me. 
everything that is not like you, God, I want you to take it out. I give my anger to you. I give my bitterness, my hurt, my pain. I don't want to live this way anymore. I don't want to be angry. I don't want to carry any more anger. I need you to be in my life full force. So I surrender all to you. So that's what I want you guys to take for you tonight. Is begin to determine that I refuse to carry anger anymore. I refuse to allow it to invade my my spiritual life. I refuse to allow it. If I have to be the bigger person and be the bigger person to go to the person that caused the anger and let them know, you know what, I love you anyway. In spite of, I forgive you. I forgive myself because my life is too precious to carry this. All right. We're going to go ahead and close out in prayer. I'm going to turn this up a little bit. I did not own the rights to the music, but we're going to pray. Y'all hear that? Let me know. I'm broken, but I need you to stay with me. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Father, Lord, I thank you for each and every one that's listening on tonight. Father, I ask you to move out anger, bitterness, hurt, pain, whatever thing, whatever it is that my sisters are carrying that is taking up room where that you can't come in and abide. I ask you, God, to move it out in the name of Jesus, to strengthen each and every sister that's on this line, those that may listen and replay. I ask you to move upon them like never before, to break the strongholds of the enemy that's trying to invade their lives. God, I ask you to send a fresh anointing upon them like never before, God, to stir up the gifts within them, Lord, that they can walk according to your will and, and move out anger and bitterness and hurt and pain that we're determined not to live that life anymore that we come to honor you and praise you and bless your name because we come to surrender all over to you lord because our prayer is that you stay with us each and every day lord as we walk as we get up as we go as we go to and fro stay with us don't allow that spirit of of anger to overtake us father and we ask you to anoint each and every one from the crown of their head to the sole of their feet God, move on each and every one that's listening right now. You know what they stand in need, my Lord. You know their heart's desires, God. I ask you to move upon them right now in the name of Jesus. To break every stronghold, break every division, to break anger that's in their lives. Lord, that they come out victorious in your name, God. And we come to bless you, Lord. And we come to lift you up. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So I thank you guys for listening. But as you go out, just remind yourself that. Just remind God, Lord, Lord, I need you to stay with me. I can't live my life without you, so I'm asking you to remove this anger that I've been carrying. Because I don't want to carry it anymore. Because I need to make room for you. All right. 
All right, ladies, I love y'all. I love y'all. As always, thank you guys for coming. Thank you, Cynthia, Dawn, Joy, Lynette. Thank you all, Tanya. Thank you all for joining us as usual. Love you all. Those who are watching the replay, thank you for joining us. Until next Monday, ladies. I will see y'all. Y'all be blessed on tonight. Love y'all. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Women Transform Podcast with your host, Pamela Joy. If you like this episode and would like to hear many more, you can find us on Spotify under Women Transform, or you can email us at misspamelajordan at yahoo.com. Thank you for joining. Until next time, God bless.